As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Spencer Israel here. One second. I sent, or actually, I didn't do this. Mitch did this. Mitch sent Joel and Dennis the wrong link this morning. Mitchell. So I'm going to try to get there. There is Dennis. I, I, as Dennis here, as I was saying, um, I didn't. I did. You sent, Mitch sent in the wrong link. Dennis, it was Mitch's fault. Man. You guys see that? I tried to sabotage the show. You guys I, see the I'm sabotage? He's sabotaging the show for SPACs attack. Now. I'm not like, I sabotage pre-market prep. I need I'm my not, SPACs back up, man. Come on. I'm not, I'm not taking the fall <laughs> for this. All right. Anyway, Joel is coming. He was in the wrong location. There he is. He's here now. Joel, Joel, that was Mitch's fault, not mine. Okay. <laughs> I'm fired already. And I oh, man, tomorrow. oh, man. I thought I got fired. Darn it. I, I couldn't figure it out either. I'm like, I got the dreaded blue screen. Just so everyone just clear blue. What there. All right. Anyway, good oh, morning. Oh, good day, God. Spencer's going out of town tomorrow. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Welcome, everyone, to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Khan, and Dennis Dick, Mitch Hodge, if he's not fired by now. Um... <laughs> We got a lot to discuss. We get, we're going to talk about rotation. Is it time to buy growth is the question. We Dennis kind of said, yeah, maybe, yesterday on this show. And we'll find out what he did or did not buy. Uh, we're going to talk about Ford. We're going to talk about Virgin Galactic. We're going to talk about earnings, uh, Bitcoin. And we'll take questions from our chat. Christian Feinhertz is our first guest today, 835. He's from Tribeca Trade Group. And Peter Tuckman, the Einstein of Wall Street from Wall Street Global Trading Academy will be on at 9. Before I throw it to Joel, uh, if you hop into the description of this video uh, towards the top, and I'll paste it in the chat, you will see a little piece of text with a link. It says, win a free share of 
Tesla. I'm putting it in the chat. There it is in one chat. There it is in two chats. Enter that contest. I'll walk you through it a little bit later on. If you need to be walked through it, click on that link. You can win a free share of Tesla when Benzinga YouTube crosses over. Well, you you better hurry up and give us those shares because it's up 10 bucks here and it's moving higher here. I guess you're getting the share no matter what. So you're getting the more. share no matter what. Really- I guess you're getting the share no matter what. But if Benzinga's got to go buy this share, they better hedge themselves because they need to go out and get these oh, shares of Tesla because now you're paying 10 bucks more for these shares of Tesla. And I tell you, I like the double bottom in Tesla, and I like the double bottom and a lot of growth. You are Mr. Bull. Look at Growth Mr. is back, baby. <laughs> I am turning. I, you know, you know, I've been trying for the last four or five days, but it's starting to work. Growth names are starting to work here. Nice move. So, anyways, I've interrupted Joel. He does this S and P's numbers here. Oh, I got a surprise for you too, Dennis. On the rundown here, Uh, S and P's really down five and three quarters points. Uh, Tried to rally off the open, dipped under forty one hundred, but by the dippers were there, and so we're only down five and a half. I. I don't have a great level for you today, folks. Maybe I, maybe by the end of the show, I can come up, contrive something. Uh, crude, that's down sixty nine cents at sixty two sixty six. Uh, gold hanging out down nine dollars and thirty cents at eighteen seventy two twenty. Silver back under twenty eight. That's down nine cents at twenty seven ninety three. Bitcoin, we got a 40 handle in here, up $1,085 at $40,425. And Dennis, in honor of you, I'm adding Ethereum to my list. Ethereum. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's it doing? I don't even know it's what up, it's doing there. I haven't even looked. It's up $126. Rah, rah, rah. At uh, $27,000. Or twenty-seven thousand. You like it, twenty-seven thousand. Two thousand seven hundred and forty-seven. I just the setups now on the currencies or cryptocurrencies is nice. I like it. It you had the flush, and now you know what they have to do. You know what Bitcoin has to do. You know what Ethereum has to do to get back to those highs. So I like it. The flush, I didn't dip my toe in the water yet. I know you guys did yesterday, but man, oh man, I was so tempted at 45, 50, and 55. And uh, we talk about it at the investment committee meeting. And she said, I I really don't care. I don't know. She goes, but I just don't understand it. I don't understand its value. And, Are you talking uh, about Bitcoin or Ethereum? Bitcoin. I haven't gone into the Ethereum yet. We're, we're still, I'm pretty we're much still... done with Bitcoin. So I have okay. a little piece of the Bitcoin that I originally bought. I sold all my extra Bitcoins. But I will tell you, I'm not done with Ethereum. I increased Ethereum tenfold, Woo-hoo. tenfold in my long-term portfolio Did you file yesterday. your 13F on it? <laughs> it, Ethereum is now it was zero point well, I was analyzing it was zero point one percent of my overall portfolio. It is now a full one percent of my overall portfolio. Wow. So I did buy a big chunk of Ethereum yesterday, brought up to one. It's still small relative to my overall portfolio because I'm not a crypto, but I'm a believer in the Ethereum and it's a nice pullback here. So um it basically got back to the price where i originally bought it about a month ago and then it doubled and i sold half and then it's come all the way back down to where i originally bought it, and i was like okay just just slightly higher than i originally bought it but i think i ended up 
I bought the ETF in, in Canada there, so I didn't buy the Ethereum uh, directly. I bought the ETHX.B. Oh, you see, this is the benefits of being in Canada. You guys have yeah. no ETFs already. Yeah, because I can put it in my RSP, right? Right. So I can put right. it in my retirement account. So it's nice. Yeah. Like, I can't add a cryptocurrency into my retirement account. It's not eligible, but I can add, at least I don't think it is, but I can add the ETF. And the ETF is going to track it closely. And that's um, your, obviously. Your, it's easier for you. You don't have to go make a new account somewhere. Nothing. You don't got to go through like... Well, I can't get that Cardano, though. I want to buy that Cardano. I need a Cardano ETF now. Well, then you're going to have to go to a... I know. I might have to actually Coin, go create a Coinbase, Coinbase or not or whatever. Any of the yeah. other. Um, you, you, know, you know what the reaction was when I when I told the girlfriend that I bought Ethereum yesterday? What was the reaction? She said, what's, what's that? <laughs> they don't know. My, my wife would have no idea what, <laughs> know what it was. Literally zero. No, like, what is that? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. That's the one thing is Bitcoin, remember, still does have the name. I mean, we still have the name for Bitcoin. It's just a matter of, I think there's more purpose and use to Ethereum. Like, we're running the NFT. You know, then Cardano, I guess, is going to have some use here, too. But I feel like there is a purpose there's a use a, a clear use for it as a, opposed to just this random store of value i think you've got like a use here for for ethereum and that's what attracts me so i'm in i'm in i was in a little piece and i i went and brought it up to a full one percent which is like a normal stock you know typically you know in my long-term portfolio i don't go ten percent some stocks have grown to five six seven percent i think the Qs are like 15 percent of my overall portfolio but obviously that's diversified in itself. But I typically buy my stocks in 0.5 to 1% increments in my long-term retirement account. I've had up to over 100 stocks. I don't have as many right now, um, but I've got probably still like 50 or 60 um, because I have a lot of cash. We've talked about that. But I'm trying to put that cash back to work. I put a bunch in Ethereum and I bought, I think, four other stocks yesterday too. Many of the growth nature. This is in the longer-term account. Yeah. Just figuring that, you know, they're getting to a point where... There's some value maybe in here. Oh uh, wait, just to clarify, you bought the the E the ETHR. Is that the one? ETHX.B, I think it is. There's a, there's three or four in Canada. Yeah, there's three or four one. Ethereum ETFs. I don't know why I picked on that one. I, I think they're probably all gonna track it closely. If they're real ETFs, they're going to track it closely. I think it's ETX there's an ETHX dot like another one dot U, and that's in US dollars, but I'm Canadian. So I bought the Canadian one that's in Canadian dollars. Makes sense. So ETHX.B. I, I bought it multiple times yesterday and actually really went up and then it pulled back. I bought it 1070. It's a lot, it closed at 1170, but I bought it 1070. I bought it more at 11. I bought more, I think at 11 and a quarter maybe. I bought it like a few times yesterday. And, um, and I bought it on my kids' RSP, too, yesterday as well. Whoa. Yeah, I figured what the heck they can take the risk. And uh, and it ended up about an hour and a half later going up to 13. And I'm like, I'm up like from a, like $11 probably average purchase up to 13. I mean, I'm up like 15, 17% here in two hours. I'm like, should I just sell it and then try to rebuy it? But I didn't. I didn't sell any. So Good job. Good job. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a good job or right. not. Okay. So back. I should have sold it and rebought. I could have rebought eleven seventy at the close. Putting the Ethereum aside for a moment, what what else did you buy yesterday? I bought AMD before, and that's just luck, BS luck, because I bought it in the morning. I was like, you know what? I kind of felt like some of these growth names, the chips I was kind of, you know, looking at. And I felt like the AMD was just going to hold. It was right at that major support level. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a shot. And I actually was going to stop myself out if it made new lows. Um, 72.50 is where I was looking. It did not make a new low. 72.76. So this is like a trade slash 
could become an investment. So I was, but I was, I was putting a risk parameter on it because I know there's a lot of air below that, but I was like, you know what? It might hold. And then they announced the buyback in the afternoon and the thing rips. So I'm up three bucks in it because of the buyback, but that's just BS luck, you know, right. just, just, just luck didn't to, to buy it right before the buyback gets announced. But <laughs> right. Ray Gonzalez said, thanks, Dennis. He sold his AMD. Thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bought pen gaming. I talked about buying pen gaming for a while. It pulled back, I think 77 and a half. So it hasn't run much. I bought Fastly. I talked about Fastly oh, buying it on the show. I talked about it on the show. I was like, I got a level here, man. I can lean on this 3947. And if growth starts to get hot again, this could get hot. So I think, you know, it's it's oversold. Is it cheap? Probably not. But I wanted to get some more exposure to some growth names. Um, and then I threw one reopening play in there. I think I bought uh, Las Vegas Sands. I was looking at this 55 jewel in Las Vegas Sands saying, hey, it's not making a new low here either. I think, you know, we've got a good reopening trade here potentially still to, to come. So I took a flyer on that too. So that was all my long-term account. Obviously, I made like hundreds of trades in the day trading account. You know, I'm in and out scalping and doing all sorts of things. But in the longer-term account, that's what I threw in. Those are all I, – I, I, I haven't really figured out what I want to do with a lot of these. Like Ethereum, I want to hold. Uh, but – the Las Vegas Sands kind of reopening story. I was hoping maybe, you know, you're going to get a pop here, maybe back to the 60. The AMD, it was just, they're all key support levels. If they Seven, support well, levels, uh, I was probably going to turn looking, around selling. Yeah, uh, this, I look, we talked about the AMD on the afternoon show, and uh, you need this over 77. And I think that you're going to get, you you know, I, I don't know what your target is on that, but uh, you had a high at 77, bunch of lows in the same area. Then you kissed that 76.97 yesterday. Uh, so I wonder if, um, if I had got to you yesterday. He did a little bit. He did. Uh, he did was, a little bit. He gets to us. We had him on the show. He was very bullish. I yep. just, you, you look at here and you're trying to analyze. And we know I've been bearish with growth names for a while here yeah. and saying, you know, maybe it's all burst. And I might still be, it might still be the case. So I'm not married to any of these longer term positions. You know, if they start to break down, you can always cut losers in your long term portfolio as well. But I'm just taking a shot here. I'm saying I've seen good price action in ARC the last four or five days. What does that mean? Well, it means, you know, we got hammered on a lot of stuff, but ARC has been holding up. It's been holding up fairly well. And there's a lot of people, somebody was just on CNBC saying, the rotation of value is here. You know, this is where you've got to go. And I'm like, well, that's where you need to go two and a half months ago, buddy. That's where you need to go two and a half months ago. And we know Johnny come lately, people on CNBC are often late to the party. The money managers seem to be all late to the party. Believe it or not, I believe the stat is four out of five money managers, you know, and fund managers do not beat the overall S&P. So, you know, obviously, Kathy Wood's done very well over the last five years, but not everybody is Kathy. So I just look at the rotation the last three or four days, and it looks to me like the growth names, a lot of them have at least paused and stopped going down. So I'm taking a shot. I mean, I might turn around and, and you know, if they, the growth Some starts to roll second. over, yeah. I'll, I'll eat the losses, you know, and I'll, I'll cut the losses. But I'm trying to take a shot here and saying, I think it's sneaky. I think uh, people aren't realizing it yet. That money has been siphoning back into some growth names. You could see it in some of the smaller names, too. I mean, space is having a great What's day What's going on with space? They're lot. They're, 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 the, 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 the test flight's back. Yeah, test, test flight. flight's back. Test flights are back on the menu uh, for Virgin Galactic. That's all people really want is like a schedule and a timeline and wow. date. Right? And that's what they said this morning. They confirmed their upcoming test flight of the VSS Unity, which is the one that I believe was um, – this is – what? what is this? The third – uh, 
the third test flight, I think the, the first two have been aborted, uh, May 22nd. So in two days. I guess I could cancel my order at 15 in that. I mean, look, <laughs> at, did you see on the monthlies where that thing, when it no. where it got to on the monthlies? No. Boy, oh boy. You, we were talking 15. Look at all those. Lo- I mean, I'm just talking on the monthlies too. Yeah, 14, 27. Yeah. Look at all those freaking lows. I never looked at the monthlies on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean boom, this is day. this is one of those names that's massively oversold. Is there value here? No, there's no value. There's <laughs> it's not a value stock. But is it oversold and is there a trade here? Man, there was yesterday. I mean, if you deposit it and you're up twenty three percent, I would probably ring the register. But this is Let's oversold. Just like yeah. Target yesterday, you gotta feel them out a little bit too. Everybody was once people start spotting it, and this is what I think you know helps me as a trader is I'm always trying to think ahead. Jeremy Newsom, fantastic at doing this. Trying to think what everybody else is thinking and then doing just staying one step ahead. I mean, to be successful, and I get this question all the time. I had a couple of people reach out to me, you know, day trading. You know, we hear, you know, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm you know, obviously I, I was saying on the show a couple of days ago that I haven't had a losing month in my bright trading account uh, in 20 years. You know, so I'm very consistent. That's through the financial crisis. You know, a lot of people lose money in down markets. That was my best year ever was in 2008. I do a lot better, believe it or not, when the market's going down than it's going up. Uh, But the reason I'm successful, one, is the discipline. But two, is I'm just trying to stay one step ahead. And so yesterday when we were looking at the target chart, you know, where everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're selling all stocks. I'm like, well, everybody's thinking that now. So what do they do? They turn around and rally it. What do we have? We had precedents with take two from the night before. It wasn't giving it back. So I'm like, okay, good earnings reports. And they're not giving it, tar- take two had plenty of time to give it back. It was seven or eight hours of trading after the four o'clock number when we were talking about it at 8 a.m. on the show. And I'm like, you know what? Walmart gives it back. The Home Depot gives it back. People are going to think Target's going to give it back. I don't think they're going to, it's going to do it this time. That was a good People call. are thinking it. Yeah. And what Target do? It turned around and kept running. And they were really good numbers. So I wasn't full on bearish, but I wasn't shorting that pop. So, and I said that, I was like, I'm not making a call on this one because this could be one of those that they pull the rug out from under the people that think. So you got to stay one step ahead. I mean, the people who are reaching out to me, there's two people who reached out to me, you know, how do you day trade? How do you stay consistent? I'm always trying to think what the crowd is doing and trying to stay one step ahead of the crowd. And if there, it's an obvious trade, if the trade is so bloody obvious, it almost always is going to go in the opposite direction because everybody's looking at it. Like if it's the pattern on the chart is so perfect, it's almost always going to go in the opposite direction because it's too obvious. So sometimes the obvious money works too. I mean, you know, it's simple Simon. We've been in a simple Simon market for a while, but that's like analyzing news and understanding those things. But if everybody's thinking the same way, sometimes you don't want to be going that direction. I think like right I, now everybody's thinking value. We got to buy value stocks. So I'm trying to just stay outside yeah, the box a bit. Yeah. You know what? Um, I also like when you see when I try and point out on the show, like when you see like a, a, a stock take a big move off a low, like a spike in, uh, you know, spikes down off earnings or something. And then you get that solid pop. It's just kind of thinking to like, oh, the buyers, they might have missed this, you know, and, the, and, and on the overshoot. So when I say back and fill, you know, the shorts missed it or like all the days that, uh, you know, people could have gotten hit on, you know, the bid on ride, right? Going down every day. You're building a position. They're hitting bids. They're hitting bids. They're hitting bids. But then it turns and it's a different market. So 
you know, different people, different time frames, different ways to enter the market. Your shorter term traders, like there are some people, let's say in AMD, you know, they picked it up on the cheap the last couple of days. They're 77. That's probably all they want. You know, they picked it up at 73 and a half. They're risking a buck. They want out at 77. So I think that's it's usually the- me. <laughs> I was risking 50 cents to a buck, and but I kind of have 80 on my brain. I kind of have 80 on my brain. I, I took a, a, a double sized position in that intentionally um, because one, I had a stop out. So I was like, I'm going to stop myself on the trade portion. But I kind of wanted to own this stock for a while. I've had some good runs in AMD. And we're significantly off the highs. I mean, maybe it's time. I still believe in Lisa Sue. That's who you went to school with her, Joel. Remember? <laughs> All right, let's not go there again. <laughs> He's not paying attention to me. He's, wait, uh, can, can we, we miss that about, one? I went to totally talk about. Time. Let's talk about Tesla for just a second here. And, and I and I I wish I have this problem every day where I see like a like a cool tweet and then I can't find it again. So I'm sorry, but uh, this is not. It's not for me. It's from someone on Twitter uh, who made this comparison, and I, I can't find it now, so I've brought it up on the screen myself. Uh, the chart on the right is that is that famous bubble chart, right? Oh, yeah. The anatomy of a bubble. I saw this, too. And, yeah, and the left is Tesla. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me these charts don't look identical. Yeah. I, I still, you know, in short term, I think Tesla has a beautiful double bottom here, and I think there's oh, a trading almost. opportunity. Yep. I think it's a nice area to try long on Tesla. Yes, I hate Tesla still. So here, full disclosure, I think Tesla is eventually still going under $400. I'm not taking that off. But it is oversold right now and it is due for a bounce. I'm saying right now, short term, I'd be neutral to bullish. Actually, I'm going to say I'm bullish Tesla right now Um, because it did not make a new low yesterday on the move. 546 the low. We held the March lows, which was critical, 539. We talked about that. And we've got this sneaky rotation back into growth names here. So um, I kind of like the Tesla. Am I buying it up 10 bucks? Probably not. I buy dips. So if I was going to do Tesla, I would have bought it yesterday morning. Um, now I think the train has left the station. I think there's room to 600 on Tesla. I think there's room for a trade to 600. If I bought it yesterday, that would be my target. I'm not in Tesla. I can freely talk about it. I have no position. I still think the valuation is crazy. I still think eventually the stock is going to be much lower, uh, contrary to what a lot of other people think. But in the short term here, I think you got to trade to 600. And uh, that exactly was on my mind yesterday. And um, Are you going to try to get out there? Are you gonna no, are you gonna no, put a business no, proposal? No, no, a business no, proposal I wrote, to the investment I, committee? No, I'm telling you, it's just I, I've given up on trying to sell anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's not just, allowed to sell. And every time I mention selling, she wants she looks at the chart and she wants to buy more. But uh, I, I I just said, uh, and and I don't construe this as a, as a bearish article. It's is has the mo- moment of truth arrived, and I, it's the truth. It's there. It's five forty. Is that five forty going to hold right? And defined risk. But at best, I I said I don't know if I shared the article with you. I just went back and looked at like a lot of the price action in there, and so much of it. Oh, five hundred dollars. If you take the way it rallied off the split and the way it rallied off being added to the S&P, that's almost 500 points of the, of the, when it, when it was at 900. I mean, and what fundamental value is that? So if you track that out, maybe you got fair value closer around 400. I know that's your number, but you just can't ignore a number like is sticking out in front of you like that. 540. I mean, there it is. If get a bounce nice. off here, it's that, coming that, out of that's here. A, 
It's a huge level. It's not it's only huge. Tesla, though. It's there's a bazillion stocks that look the same. A lot of I these know. stocks held their March lows. That's good news. Kathy did not. Arc did not. But a lot of stocks did. I mean, you're looking at Coinbase and stuff. That did not. Oh. But there's a lot of stocks that held their March lows. So you can take shots there. That's what trading is all about. It's risk-reward. And when you've got those clear bottoms, those clear lows being held like a Tesla holding the March low, it's a tradable level. And that's what we're all about. We're going to have Christian Fromhertz on in 12 minutes. You know, and he always identifies a lot of tradable levels as well. But, I mean, there is tradable levels here for a lot of the tech names that held. A lot of them took it out, but, you know, a lot of them have held up fairly well. So, I don't know. I kind of like the Tesla here. Uh, all right. Let's do, do some stocks and the go, earnings. Let's go from Tesla to Ford, all right? Let's talk about Ford here. They had the unveiling last yeah. night, the uh, the F-150 Lightning, the all-electric, um, futuristic not futuristic, not that futuristic, because it's, it's going to be on sale next year. There's a video up on the screen from last cool. night. Uh, I might buy this truck. Really? You and You're just on a buying spree. I buy. I I'm just buying stuff. You got to get out of cash now. <laughs> cash yesterday was cool. Now it's not as cool. <laughs> Forty thousand dollars is the base price. Ninety thousand dollars is the uh, the bells and whistles price. Uh, it kind of just looks like a normal F one fifty. It does yeah, it look does. like normal. <laughs> <laughs> But it's electric. But it's electric. Uh, obviously, battery ranges uh, vary depending on, on, on what you pay. But the key thing is going on sale late next year. Is is uh, I'm sorry, uh, mid middle of next year. Middle. Okay. So I got another year with my current F one fifty. I got a 2017 or twenty eighteen. I can't remember. So I may trade it in. I may trade it in for the fully electric one. We'll see. I got a year to decide that though. So. Anyways, it's a nice looking truck. All the F one fifties always look nice. I like F one fifties. How's the stock reacting? It's up. We're it's up for it. Yeah, it's up. I still own cents. my original shares. I I bought more shares. I sold those extra shares for you, Spencer, because you're like you're supposed to sell on the event. So, Spencer, I did sell my extra shares of Ford on the event. The ones I had on for the trade. Um, I sold them last night, and you know it's obviously up a little bit more here. It was like twelve. 18. It, was, it wasn't up much last night, but I didn't want to take it through the event. I was too scared. So I sold it like 7 o'clock last night, an hour, a couple hours before the event. Uh, but I still have my original Ford shares. I was like, I'm holding on to those. I'm in from 7. I'm still believing that this F-150 is going to be a driver long term. Is it going to pull back? Is value starting to fall out of favor a little bit? A little bit, but I'm still sticking with it. i got to stick with some stocks. So I'm sticking with Ford. Got back uh, all of its uh, losses from that disappointing earnings report. Bounced around Man, it's just sticking out here. I mean, pre-market high is twelve thirty-five. The high before earnings day that was twelve sixty, and then you snuck up there on Tuesday. You got to twelve fifty-three. So, oh, another high right here. Where's this high at? Uh twelve sixty-two. Wow, twelve fifty, twelve sixty. I mean, there, there's. There, I think you got room up to there. Get above twelve sixty, hold twelve sixty. Maybe take a look at thirteen, but uh, that's what I'm looking at. That's a good resistance level for it. And man, the spoos are quiet here, Dennis. We're just—I don't know if the stocks are moving around here, but uh, S and P's are just um, just staying in like a two-three point range, which is uh, pretty unusual. The rotation uh, keeps us up and keep rotation yeah, is just kind of holding spy. It's you know, yesterday I was holding it up a little bit. 
we had rotation of growth helping out because some of the value names were getting hit. Now yeah. you're seeing it's a wishy-washy market, a little bit of values down, a little bit of growth is up, but it's kind of just the, the call, like, you know, we, we had the, the boom, the hit yesterday, the pretty big hit, we bounced back and now they're trying to, they've got the, the battle to buy the dippers coming in here and saying, yeah, I want to buy the dip. We saw yesterday they came in there. So I want to come in here. And then you got people saying, oh, I'm going to sell into this rally because we had a nice rally here. So I don't know who wins in the spy overall. I just feel like I need more growth in my portfolio. So I've been nibbling on growth on pullbacks, not on reps. We don't buy reps. We buy dips. That's how I do it. Hey, just real quickly. Has anybody heard of uh, BYBT.com? It's a crypto uh, information I just put a site. In, though. It didn't bring up. No, 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 no. It's not a stock. <laughs> it's a site. Uh, a, bu- a buddy of mine, a former money manager, just sent me something, and th- this is kind of interesting. Uh, you know what I was talking about retail and traders and margin and stuff? There's so much more. Kramer was tweeting about that this morning as well. Yeah. The amount of margin that there is out there. It says uh, many traders in crypto use borrowed money to boost their returns, uh, which oh, leaves them vulnerable to having their positions automatically sold if prices drop. Yeah. In the last yeah. 24 well, hours, the stocks. <laughs> more than 775,000 traders had their accounts liquidated oh. equal to $8.6 billion worth of crypto. Oh, all right. Well, you know, people asking, well, why is, why is crypto down? Maybe that's a reason. Forced selling. Kramer was saying that too. It, it could be. I mean, it could be. It could also just be the fact that it's crowded. Everybody was believers. And, you know, this is the way these things go. They go up, 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 and then the bubble bursts, and then they get all ugly for a few days. And then eventually, you, the way Bitcoin has worked is eventually starts to resume the uptrend. Whether yep. that happens or not, you know, is still to be determined. But we're now over 50%, or well, at least at the lows, we were over 50% off the highs. It's a significant correction at this point in time. So, it was a crash yesterday. I mean, they crashed. And that's why I decided with Ethereum, I talked about buying more for a while. I was like, well, I'm not going to get a better opportunity when this Ethereum falls 40% in a day. So Did I don't know. You could be wrong. Did you see hers on Bitcoin? Yeah, 500,000. But that was me too. I said that. Zero or 500,000. Didn't I say that when I bought my original Bitcoin at 17,000? Like, I'm going to hold this to zero or 500,000. Then it double I sold that. <laughs> I suck. I don't know. I suck at holding. Somebody pointed that out to me on Twitter last night. It's like, I listen to you all the time and I'm starting to get a thing that you might sell too early. I was like, <laughs> I think he's right. I think he's right. I might sell too early. <laughs> yeah, very well, Mike. So, you know what's not a growth stock? Uh, Cisco. And then, yeah. morning, this is Value Tech earnings. Uh, and then they gave guidance. Wow. Their earnings were fine. Their earnings were good. Okay. Uh, the guidance was not. The EPS guidance came in below the estimate. By a couple cents, but still below the estimate. Eighty-one cents versus eighty-three cents is the EPS range they gave for the current quarter. Eighty-five cents was the estimate. Um, the guiding for sales growth of six to eight percent year over year, uh, and it is down uh, what four bucks this morning? Uh, Two eighty-three. Ah, uh, man, this thing always runs in the reports, gives it back. You got a you got a big buyer out there, forty-nine. That's all I'll say. I don't know if they're going to pay forty nine sixty or forty nine seventy, but uh, big big buyer down there at forty nine. So the longer it takes you to get down to forty nine and take out that forty nine, keep going lower. I think this thing maybe drifts higher. You could probably get in. Ooh, bottom of yesterday's range is way up at fifty two. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that today. Uh, been holding this for a long time, not doing with it. Any, you're in anything Cisco. With it. I didn't know you were in Cisco. Yeah. 
29, I looked. I must have been in this for a long time to be in. You're in a 49? 29. 29. Did it ever? When did it trade 29? I looked. I looked. Oh, I guess 2016, 2017. Yeah. You've been in this like four or five years. Did you even know you owned this? Did you even know you owned this? Uh, <laughs> I haven't talked about it. We didn't tie in the show I know. five years. I didn't know I you know. owned Cisco. I know because I did it. It was uh, you forgot you even owned this. So this I, was in like Lisa's you. Account. You only you got like three accounts. I got a lot. I, I got too many accounts. I got to um, consider. Start figuring and out. I try not to look at them. You own them. Well, I, I'll do what you do if I look at them. I know. I try not to look at them, but I sell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I had Cisco too. I actually was in Cisco for a long time. I think my average cost basis on Cisco was like 20 bucks, $22. And I actually lost money on this. Um, if you could go back to like 2010 or 11, I finally decided that Cisco was just a dog. <laughs> I like took the tax loss on it. I think I, I, I probably sold near the bottom. So um, I, I don't know if it was 2011. It might've been 2011, but I think I bought like 22 or 23 and sold like 17 uh, in my long-term account because I finally just was like, you know what? This is just the dog of dogs. It's never coming back, you know, because obviously it was $85 during like, you know, March of 2000. And I just got fed up with that. And that was a mistake. And it's been straight up ever since. So like my Heinz sale, right? I sold it the week before Warren Buffett oh, bought it and bought it yeah. out back in the H-N-Z. day. So, yeah. Again, sold too early. It's the theme. Uh, we just had jobless claims for the week. If you're interested, 444,000 jobless claims filed last week. That was a bit below the estimate of 450, and last week's number was also revised downward slightly. Uh, continuing claims still high, 3.75 million continuing claims uh, for last week. And Philly Fed Manufacturing Index, lower than estimate, 31.5 versus 43. Uh, we had Christopher Hertz on in a couple of minutes. Let's do one more, or one or two more, sure. box if we can. Um where should we go? Where, I'm, I'm trying to find the movers. Is L Brands moving? We had we had a uh, we had a Petco, we had Coles. We oh, had, what's Coles doing? Oh. I haven't even looked at Coles today. It's got to be up. Oh, it's, it's down. The numbers blew it's it away. Down. Numbers- I actually, oh, I'm glad I didn't. I thought I would take this into the report because I was like, these numbers are going to blow it away because Macy's blew it away, and then maybe hmm. you know because they hit Macy's, maybe they won't hit Coles. But then I forgot about it. So I'm glad I forgot about it. There was actually somebody bidding it up last night. So I'm glad I didn't take it through the report for some well, reason. Well, the numbers blew it away. And let me just give you the guidance because the guidance. What? Is the guidance no good? No, it's amazing, right? I mean, they raised oh, their EPS uh, guidance. What are they doing? They're, they're, raised done their, with, they're done with value, Joel. They raised their EPS guidance by a buck and a half from like, <gasps> from like mid $2 range to like high $3, low $4 range. They made a buck oh five in the estimates for like four cents. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't maybe know. that's not right. That was comparable to the previous quarter, but right, it's right. Uh, it could be. It could be right. Like like holy <laughs> fifty. Wow, there's a nice level here, fifty five bucks. But I don't know, man. When the earnings are this good and they're hitting it, it's like Dennis, everybody is preaching value here right now. So late to the party, value Dennis, guys. What do, what do you see at fifty five? I see fifty five fifty. I see the April twentieth, and I also see fifty five forty one April or May thirteenth. So oh, I see two okay. from the last two months. Okay. Just eyeballing Harlan Pyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was looking because we You're dipped to that fifty four. I was trying to find something at fifty. Oh, because we dipped below it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I haven't even looked at the pre market chart. Yeah, I just, I just looked at your screen now. Three buck bounce off that though, Dennis. Three buck bounce. Fifty five. Yeah, I kind of want to buy fifty five. Isn't that a song? 
No, I can't drive 55. <laughs> no. <laughs> I uh, Sammy Hager. I thought it was all 55. Who was no. it? All 55. No. Tom Waits, the Eagles. All right, never mind. Move we should it. know that. Move That's an unpopular Eagles song. I know Hotel California. Moving right along. Let's bring on Cargill. <laughs> Let's bring yes. on Christian Fromhurst before we really go off that. Before we really go off the rails here, rails here Christian Fromhurst, founder and CEO of Tribeca Trade Group. Christian, good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Oh, turn. Can we get your, your mic up a little bit? You're a little bit quiet for us. Or you're on a different uh, mic, maybe. He's using his, uh, I think, built-in. Um, yeah, is it not, not loud enough? It, it's like distant. It's like you're you're talking to us through like the outside of the building or something. All right. Well, welcome. Might, might have to do the headset because you're, you're actually it's it's very distant, and we and we love your commentary. We do not want we don't want a poor mic on Christian Fromhurst because Christian Fromhurst always has awesome information for us. Here he comes. Here he comes. Right, well, hold on, hold on. We oh, got. No, you're good. You're good, you're good right now. now. You're good now. You're good now. I'm good now. Yep. You are. Yep. You are awesome. Now. <laughs> right. Technology. How One of the kindest man men on Twitter to the pre market prep show she is, is Christian Fromhertz. Thank, oh, thank you, you, Christian. Thank you. We are big Christian Fromhertz fans. And I know Christian is always looking and spotting trends very early as well. But let's just talk this growth to value because we have been relentlessly selling growth and buying value names. I don't know if you've noticed the last couple of days. And maybe it's just a blip and maybe it's going to continue, you know, and obviously I get caught up in short-term trends. Maybe I'm too short-term at points in time. The last few days, growth's starting to show a little bit of life. Are you seeing it too? Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it a little bit, just a Early. little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and then, of course, you know, just kind of watching to see if, if that's going to take place or not. You know, I liked what you said earlier, and I, and I think that you – really have to skate to where the puck is, is going to be. You know, value has been hot for the last couple months. Um, I've been positioning mostly in those names over the last couple months. But, you know, the, a lot of those names are pretty, a lot of those names and areas of the market, the materials, the industrials, the financials included, they're a bit uh, extended. Mm -hmm. So I, I think either one of two things is going to have to happen with this market is, um, a, it's it's either going to to um, to break down, which I don't really want to see, or B, growth is going to have to pick you know uh, pick up here a little bit and kind of run with the ball. So that's what I'm watching, and I'm and I'm looking for um, you know for opportunities and and for things that just you know sh are showing a little bit more strength, right? I, I always look for relative strength in the market uh, rather than relative weakness. So you start to look for some areas that are starting to kind of, uh, you know, move to the upside a little bit. And, you know, we finally had this one upstart, you know, moved and um, is starting to kind of break out a little bit. I don't want to jinx it because I'm still in the position, but... Oh, UPST? Uh, this is uh, UPST, yeah. Up, yeah. Upstart Holdings. Wow. And again, it's, look it's at really that move been, the last few days. Yeah, it, it's really been pulling teeth, you know, to get one of these growth names to break out. But yeah, that's, that's a one-off game, and, and then I'm starting to watch some of the some of the areas, just as uh, you guys were saying, um, that are looking a little bit more constructive the last couple of days. Um, what 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 was that name that you were going to look at? I just, I'm just starting to look at some areas that are still a bit. Um, you know, I don't like when names go below the 50-day moving average, but yeah. I, I like the I liked what was leading yesterday. What you know, was yesterday that? Yesterday was a, was a little bit different. Um, 
where sometimes we kind of come in in the morning and some areas of the market, whether it's, you know, it's been growth a couple of times and it kind of sells off throughout the session. But yesterday was different. We started to see things like the semiconductors, solar names, and uh, mm-hmm. Chinese internet names actually rally a little bit. And that's what I was saying. I'm starting to see, and I kind of just bucket them all into growth. Um, but that's what I'm seeing too, is some of those names that, you know, have been out of favor, it feels like forever, starting to show some life. And on the recent, you know, last few days of spy sell-off, it was those names that seemed to be picking up the slack first. I mean, you look at Peloton um, or you look at uh, even Zoom, both of those stocks, they, every time they're pulling back now, they're finding buyers. So, you know, yeah, you know, it, you know, we still are maybe in this overall value-oriented market, but right now there's a little smaller trend happening where growth's starting to catch a little bit of life. Yeah, a, a little bit, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm concentrating a little bit more on you know not so much the um you know the plays that that worked well last year, but um you know like a Peloton or or a Zoom. While I think it's constructive that they're holding in, um, I would rather look for names that are more uh, you know a little bit stronger than those two names and a little bit less of the work from home type names. You have the upstart. What other names are you looking at? So, yeah, so I think what's going to be interesting today is after the close, we get applied materials that reported. Yeah. Um, You know, what kind of got lost a little bit yesterday was analog devices reported yesterday. And look at the reaction in analog devices. So um, applied materials is is a big name in the semis group. And they of the last 10 quarters, they've gone up seven of the last 10 quarters. So I'm I'm looking for a positive move. Uh, You know, maybe I've kind of put on a little bit of an earnings trade for today, maybe sell a put spread. Um, it's still below the 50-day moving average, which is a little bit concerning, but you have to start somewhere. So yesterday was a good day. And, and um, you know, there's also, the, I, I guess there's an announcement today about, you know, the administration is still looking at um, increasing spending in the semi-space to kind of get things kind of back to where they need to be for the auto industry and some of the other places. But yeah, I mean, I think this, this would be a great place to start for growth and a little bit of tech um, to kind of come off the lows and maybe begin to lead a little bit. Cause you got some value. This is value tech. So if you want to get nibble your toes, you're getting a little bit of both with some of these names and some of these chip names. Um, you know, what about an Intel in here? I'm just curious on your thoughts because we were rah, rah, the market was rah, rah, Intel back in March and April, and then yeah, it got ugly. I know you, you like relative strength, and we're not seeing a heck of a lot of that. But if you go a little bit further, we're kind of at a 50% retracement of the overall move, which I like. 43, I'm taking the low of the move back from October up to 68. And I'm saying, well, 54, 55 is pretty much a 50% retracement in there. What do you think of Intel? Uh, I, I, it's not a- strong enough for you. Yeah, it's a bit. I don't like to go after the um, the names that are that are the weakest uh, in the group. All, you know, although you got a level to trade against, which hey, as long as you got something to trade against, which is yeah. the two hundred day moving average, a little bit flat there. Um, one name that I think is showing some relative strength. It got a nice upgrade this morning too. Uh, is Nvidia. So Nvidia's. You know, you kind of just zoom out here a little bit in the chart. It's a it's above the two hundred day moving average. It's kind of moving along. So it's it's not, you know, like most of these names, they're not extended here. So um, they just need a little bit of momentum to kind of come into them. Um, this is a name that reports what next week, um, you know, and, and maybe they kind of run it up a little bit into the earnings report. So um, it's one of the names, you know, top on my list in, in that group. 
Christian, what about what about Solar? What about Tan yesterday? You see, I know you saw that move. Yeah, and again, it's it's um, it, you know, it still has some technical damage to to get through. But um, hey, you know, it would be great if <laughs> if one of these areas just like this that kind of starts to get going a little bit. Um, I got along some uh, some sun run yesterday. Uh, again, kind of buried you know, <laughs> below, you know, the, uh, the 50 day moving average, but just for a trade, you know, for a quick trade, yeah, um, I bought some and I think they, they announced, um, with they Ford. have uh, a deal going with Ford this morning. Yeah. Um, so that's up nicely. And then believe it or not, like, I know this is a risky name, but this, um, this DQ is the symbol. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. Right. Dairy queen. Uh, Dairy queen. That's the one. That's the one. Dairy queen. They got great <laughs> blizzards. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, they're—I mean—they're looking a bit more constructive. You know, again, they're just showing a little bit more relative strength. They're above some of those moving averages. Um, I'm watching for a break above 80. But this is the the um, China Solar name. I—I I mean, we're seeing some. You know, we're, we're, what I was saying earlier on the show—I think you were listening—is that you know a lot of stocks have held their March lows. Here's another one that held its March lows. It did not make new lows on the move, and that's where I was looking. A lot of obviously, a lot of these stocks are still relatively weak. They're probably still trading below their moving averages. Um, I don't use any moving averages, so I wouldn't know that information. Maybe I should start using them, and I could identify a little bit better with Christian. But um, I mean, there's just a lot of these names that didn't make new lows. And here's another one, the DQ example. It did not make a new low. The, you, the upstart, you know, that didn't even come close to making a new low. You know, I put the nice little double bottom at 80 and then it starts to take off. But what did you see in a chart like upstart, like UPST, that, you know, attracted you as opposed to some of these other names? Because, I mean, this was a great call. Stocks been straight up for four days. Um, was there a catalyst or was there something else? I'm not following the story. What was um, your reason for taking on that one? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it had a good earnings report. So, okay. you know, it, it really... Did you have it before the earnings or you bought it after the earnings? After the earnings report. Okay. So I was just kind of watching to see how it reacted. And, you know, what we've seen from a lot of these earnings reports is, um, you know, obviously it's it has not been great and um, it has not been great in growth. Uh, but the value names, you know, they, they dip a lot on earnings and then buyers come back in. So you, you really kind of have to monitor these names um, you know, you don't want to go to sleep and say, okay, wow, the, you know, the reaction, you know, it got bid up that day and it sold off, but it kind of just hung in there, right? And for me, you know, again, I'm, I'm watching the technicals very closely and, you know, it managed to kind of hang in there, you know, and build. And uh, we started to see some, some volume kind of come into the name too. So, you know, it's one of those things right now. And I think that's the game. Um, because, you know, my trading account, I'm heavy into cash, but I'm really, you know, trying to pay attention to, you know, what I see on the tape, what areas yeah. are showing a little bit relative strength and are doing something a little bit different in growth right now. The, the, sometimes the riskiest position is cash and I'm sometimes uncomfortable. I've been sitting up and I've been saying on the show for the last few weeks, I raised myself up to 40% cash and I'm kind of nervous about it because I'm like, I don't want to get left behind. And that's why I decided yesterday morning to start deploying some of that because I felt like there were stocks that weren't making new lows. It looked like we it was kind of a day where I felt like it was like a washout open and they might actually start to turn them around. And it took a while. Like it wasn't like it kept instant. going down, yeah. yeah. It wasn't instant. I mean, you, you get caught up in the spy, Joel. I'm, I was more caught up in some of the growth names yep. where a spy actually did turn around and start to make new lows. The queues kind of opened at the lows. 
and then they weren't making new lows. And that's what was I was really looking at because when I'm trading growth stocks, I'm not looking so much at the SPY. I'm looking at the Qs. And the Qs can even be a bad indicator too. I've been actually using for some of the smaller growth names, I've just been using ARC because the Qs, you can get caught up with the Apples, the Amazons, and the Netflix and the Googles that are so big uh, components in there, and the Microsofts, where ARC is a lot of the smaller names, the smaller growthy names. And when I'm buying kind of a smaller growthy name, I've actually been using ARKK as an indicator too. Do you do any of that, uh, Christian, looking at you know other you know ETFs as indicators? Yeah, I, I have been watching the um, the ARK Innovation ETF just for an indicator. I, I'm yeah. not trading this name. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really fit my philosophy of, you know, obviously we could see what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, but I'm not really a big, um, you know, what I see them doing a lot of times is they whatever name goes down, they're buying. Yeah, I know. Um, they just buy every dip. <laughs> so that doesn't really uh, bode well with, with what I do. Um, but it, like you said, it's a great proxy for growth. I mean, if yeah. this, you know, depending on what this area of the market is doing, and you can kind of really use that because it's not your, as we were talking about with the semis, which are kind of a little bit of a little bit of value in there too. You know what ARC is? It's super high growth. It's juiced. So, you know, if this thing is doing well for the day, you know that growth, you know, it's it's a growth day versus if this thing is really underperforming and getting smoked, you know, it's just not one of those days for um, for growth most, you know, most likely. Christian, yeah. I want to ask you, you know, the way this market, like we were so concerned, was it last week about inflation right, and rates and everything and then. Boom. I mean, just like forgot about it in just a second here. Uh, I mean, I think it's uh, the way we look at it. I mean, rates, I mean, they can go up. They may eventually go up. But what do you just think of like all of a sudden the inflation worrying spook in the market? And then a week later, it's like, what, what were you talking about? What? Who cares about inflation? There's inflation in stocks, too. I just I look at the TLT. It doesn't look like it's doing anything. you have any? Any opinion on rates? Yeah, I mean, I, there's two things that I look at closely is, um, you know, definitely what interest rates are doing. And, and I look at the 30-year bond futures and I look at TLT as well. You know, I do view that as, as, one, of the, as one of the risks, especially to the growth areas. So, you know, it seems like as long as the bonds go sideways, we're not in a bad spot. But, you know, so I've got alerts set up and so forth. You know, one of the levels that I'm watching is this 155.31 um, in, in bonds. And I'll kind of look at that. There's a little bit different duration between the TLT and the, and the, and the ZB. But, you know, these things are important, you know, I think to watch. If, if yields are going to go higher, it's going to be a headwind for growth stocks, especially if it's a fast move. If it's a slow, you know, um, grinding type move where bonds go lower, rates go higher, then they might have a chance, but we just don't want to see a fast move. In regards to, to inflation, I really don't think anybody knows. So I, I think, you know, the Fed has one view that, of course, you know, the T word that it's transitory. Um, but really, who knows, right? You know, we don't know if some of these things are temporary or not. So I really try to concentrate on just price and trend. Okay. Price, price is you not going to. It's not going to hide. You know, I'm going to see what's going to happen right in front of me with price and trend. And if these things start to, you know, if equities start to break down, then I got to move my allocation to cash up. Um, But, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of um, resolved to the fact that I'm not going to be able to predict inflation. Um, But I but it's important. You know, it's obviously it's a very important issue. 
And um, but I think it's going to show up. I think it's going to show up in in what's happening in bonds. You know, maybe a little bit of uh, in currencies as well. And that's going to trickle down to um, you know the different areas and equities. You know, the way I look at it too is like the the supply chains were down for so long, like with lumber and a lot of these commodities, and so you didn't have you know the 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 supply you know for several months in different places so right naturally when the economy gets going back again you're gonna have these uh you know the rise in commodities until the demand catch you know the supply catches up with the demand so i don't know yeah. i'm kind of i mean and and I, I, always, agree, I agree with you joel i think yeah. i mean the demand is not a to have demand is not a bad thing Right. It's worse on the other side when you have too much supply and you don't have enough demand. I mean, so it, it's going to have to hopefully find a bit of an equilibrium and hopefully, you know, some of these things like lumber and the chips, of course, you know, once these things come fully online, hopefully that, you know, brings down prices. So I, I, I like your view a lot, Joel. Christian Fraunhurst runs the Tribeca Trade Group. The link to his Twitter, which I recommend, and the link to his group are in the description of this video. Christian, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks. Pleasure as well, guys. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, Christian. All right. Thanks, Christian. Uh, let's do a couple more, and then we'll go to tickers in the chat. Uh, Children's Place is up big this morning on their earnings, and we had Petco Woof. Ticker WOF, uh, both reporting today. Um, the numbers were good. Uh, both of them handily beat, and then Petco raised their guidance for the year. That's going to be a common theme, I think, is raising their guidance for the year. Wow. We've already seen it. So uh, Petco raised their EPS guidance uh, and their sales guidance significantly and uh, and a beat on earnings to go with both of those companies, PLCE and Wolf. I haven't been a fan of the Wolf. I like the ticker symbol. That's about it. The <laughs> Children Place, nice move. Um, you know, you had the it was a nice setup because you had the big move up and then you pulled back right into the report. And now you get another, you know, move continuation of the trend up over 101. The trouble, the trouble is, you know, now it's like, oh, can I chase it? You know, I know the highs were 160 back in 2018. So you're still significantly off wow. those, but it's hard to buy anything up 14 or 14 percent you want it yeah and this is uh 104 you hit that you've been leaking so what you got to do is you got to mount a bid early in the session take out that 104 and keep on going if not you're in jeopardy of giving giving some back i mean the people that got caught the last two days are just getting bailed out here big time mm-hmm. let's see if they use that to uh to exit the position and then what we went from 160. I don't know, Dennis. I don't know if I can use the March low because we're not counting that 150 point move, uh, 75 and 10, 85. So you're over that 50% retracement. The monthlies are telling you you got room up to 117, but not, I don't know, today. Another monthly high though, July at 19 was 102.55. So see if that even comes to play in today's session. All right, let's do some ticker time. You have a ticker. Hey. Got a question? I gotta get a video made for that. We'll, we'll, we'll get that done. Uh, drop your tickers in the chat. We when you get back next week, and if you can get it done before you leave again for the next weekend. Well, the next weekend is a three-day weekend, so I'm not missing any time. Okay. All right. All right. What do you want to go to? Uh oh, Salesforce. Uh, that one had a good day yesterday. That one that they had an yeah. upgrade, right? It was an upgrade from I think Morgan's. Yeah. Yeah, I bought it on the open, 
or not in the open. I bought it yesterday in the pre-market. And again, I sell too soon. So whoever was saying that to me on Twitter last night, absolutely correct. Sold too soon. <laughs> Everything was getting rocked. I was like, oh, I'll take the quick money in this thing. And it just continued up all day. So um, you also get Bank America with commentary on it today, oh. I believe. Okay. You have that? I didn't see that. I just no. Let me just go see. I did see it just fly by on my Twitter feed, I believe. I don't think I, I don't think it was an upgrade. No, no yesterday it was. There's right. No upgrade. Bank America channel checks. Ah, or, um, okay. Or this had commentary, so okay. this might have been from. Was it Bank America that upgraded yesterday? No, it was Morgan Stanley. Okay, so yeah, they re- so they reiterated the buy rating, and they're saying channel checks were good, I guess. So that's from a Bank America note. Um, so CRM up a little bit more on that today as well. It's getting follow through. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks. I like the stock. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks on CRM. I don't buy stocks when they just run eight bucks up. Uh, if you're look, I mean, this has been hanging out 210, 220 for a long time. A uh, short-term target here, if you want to. If you want to look at a gap fill, you just need to get to 223.07. You had a gap down day. Actually, it had a real bad day. I don't know if that was earnings or not, but uh, a short-term resistance here, 223.07. Very gap fill. Donk and Dave wants to buy Square on a poor man's covered call. A poor man's covered call. Uh, oh, so I don't know. So he's going to buy it and then write a covered call? Like write a call? Uh, I'm not quite sure what a poor man's covered call is, but but let's look at Square nonetheless. Or he means, okay. So anyways. 200. You, you held the March lows. You held yeah. the March lows here, Joel. It's another stock. Like I mean, we held it awesomely. Gosh, 191. So many of these charts. 192. 192, 191, 190. You got a line in the sand here. So I would say 190 is your level of all levels for square. If it takes a 190, Katie bar the door, we could be at 150. But as long as 190 is holding, you got a level to lean on there. So if you're long it, I'd say I hold it. Looking for 220, takes out 190, I get the hell out. That's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, on the monthlies, you know, 200. But I, I'm looking at the actual numbers. I mean, it... It's due for a bounce. I mean, and you got a you got a tradable bottom there from the. I mean, it's ten bucks off. It got hit on the Bitcoin yesterday. If you're looking for sure, I don't know if I'd you know write a call too close because if it can get really get moving in the two hundred handle, uh, your two day high is two hundred nine seventy three. So here's the problem with writing covered calls on a stock like Square is that you limit your upside and you get all the downside. Downside. And I know it's attractive because the premiums are higher on some of these growth things, but the risk you're taking on is significant. So um, I like rating covered calls to enhance the yield on dividend plays where they're more conservative plays. Um, I don't like rating covered calls on growth names because of the turns, you get all the risk and none of the reward. So that's why I don't like, I would just, if I want to own the stock, I buy the stock. Uh, this this one has no no ticker yet because they're going public today. But uh, Joel, I feel like you you would have a, an opinion or a take on an Oatly O T L Y, which is the the oat milk thing. I feel like you you guys drink that at, at your house now. Oat milk? You drink oat milk, Joel? O O T L Y? Yeah, it's IPO Te. So there's no there's, there's oat no milk. Car, there's no symbol yet. No um, do you guys? I thought I feel almond like, milk. Almond. Oh, that's what you guys drink. Yeah, oh, at least not oat, in not almond, oat, milk. almond yeah. milk. All right, not oats. All right. She likes cream. She likes cream. She likes cream well, weed. This 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 uh this oldie IPO man. It's got celebrities all like as you know on the uh, on the venture side. Like Oprah's invested. Jay Z's invested. I think Kevin Durant is invested. Uh, 
the 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 Starbucks guy, what Howard Kurt is no, what's his name? Howard um Howard Schultz. Sh- Howard Schultz, Schultz, yeah. He's invested. There's a lot of big people buying this one. So the IPO is today. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, Ford's is uh sneaking up near that uh level we talked about. Twelve fifty. Let's look yeah. at the book. Yeah. The yep. book's always good. When What's the book say? Yeah, let's go look at the book. I bet you we'll... it's thick. 1250 oh, to 1260. Thick. Let's go look. It's always thick. Uh, 1230. What's the volume like already? 2.5 mil? Yeah. You got 370,000 at 1250, and then you have another 180,000 at 1255, and then 120,000 at 1260. I could tell some institution every nickel. 1265, 137, 1270, 440,000. 
write some calls or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> write some calls. Uh, I, I can call away my generator if yeah. they really need it. You're going to get I, called away when there's a storm I, when you I, absolutely I, no, need I, it. I mean, on like Generac. On Generac. Well, it's mixed. Somebody put a three, but there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of ones. The, the people that work for GNRC are definitely putting ones. So I have to agree with the crypto morning show. And I would say the Tesla Powerwall. That's what you should look at. What is that? Tell, mm, tell me about the Tesla Look it up. Look wall. it up. So pretty much it takes. This Mitch has all the ideas. I like this idea. Tesla so this Powerwall. Is, this is actually what I pointed out in Tesla's earnings, that their demand was so high that they couldn't keep up with the production. Um, this came, what it pretty much does is it takes power from the grid already and kind of creates a storage for you to right. use when your power goes out. Check it out, Dennis. Tesla Powerwall. Check it out. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll text my wife that right now. All right. Tesla Power. She'll love it. Tesla Power. I'm going to bring on Peter Tuckman, a.k.a. the Einstein of Wall Street. I'll see you guys later. Peter, good morning, <laughs> sir. What's up, guys? I'm so privileged to be in the green room watching this conversation. Tell Dennis he should get the generator and then start mining Bitcoin. He could hedge his bet against the mm, Didn't think about that. We didn't, didn't even think about it. He could grow weed in the basement. I mean, he could do any so many things to arbitrage the fourteen thousand. That's true. That's true. All right, the 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 yeah. grow weed in the basement, which is not taboo anymore, and um, the Bitcoin hey, mining. Okay, Spencer, Benzinga Nation, how you doing? Big brain, uh, Peter. How's it going out there? What are you seeing out there this morning? You know what? Look, we've got a new listing coming to uh, today. There's a lot of activity. It's so nice to see the uh, floor of the exchange. We're starting to reopen since we spoke. This week, we're sort of opening the footprint a little bit. People are sort of hedging, coming in slowly. But we had a direct listing yesterday. Obviously, Squarespace yeah. did not end up the day that well. But we have a new IPO coming this morning. So the energy's back on the floor. I think it's sort of really important to know where we are in the market. You know, we do talk about technical analysis. And it obviously is a thing that is really coming to bear, especially yesterday. I mean, obviously, I spent some time with David Green, my partner in Wall Street Global Trading Academy. But in these days where we're seeing this outrageous retracement in so many different uh, sectors, you know, I was talking about Bitcoin yesterday with David and we were talking about how we know that people started buying it at 50, at 40, at, you know, down 10,000. You've got to take, take, take a, a shot at all these stocks that are are up double digits, but are now falling down double digits. Where do you get involved? A lot of news on the tape today about, you know, less jobless claims than expected. Yet there's 3.4 million ongoing claims, right? And then we've got a lot of the unemployment that is sort of being cut off in different states around the nation. So a lot of moving parts. The market's trying to figure this out right now. And I think that's what I, I, I you know, markets do that sometimes. They go up, they consolidate, they retrace. There's a little bit of a flash crash here and there. But when it starts to churn, it's trying to figure out what direction it wants to go in. So I'm going to lay that out. So we're, we're, we're in the churn phase right now. Dennis was that was doing some buying. He's been doing a lot of selling. He's turned around doing some buying yesterday. He bought some AMD. Uh, he bought some Fastly. He bought some Penn. And we've obviously seen all those names getting crushed uh, for most of the year, most of the 2021, as far as the the growth versus value rotation, um, you know we're we're what five or six months in, into this rotation now. Um, how do you see that shaking out? Because it does seem like there's probably some opportunities to 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 get some good stocks on the cheap right now, some good good growth stocks. Right. So let's look at this for a second. Yeah. 
And look, you know, we, we go to Macy's. We're in love with the jacket at Macy's, and it's six hundred bucks. It's a little bit all out of our out of our financial range for a while. And then suddenly they have a a sale. Do we run for the hills, or do we sort of stand there and try and figure out what to do? It's super important at this point in the marketplace, right? When things have been really overextended and are a bit frothy in valuations and all that, to put together a shopping list. If you're a long-term investor, that's what I would be doing now. Is putting together a shopping list. But when these stocks are as frothy as they've been, it's yeah. super important. You know, David always talks about it, never average into a bad, averaging into a trade or averaging in, into an investment, which is better than averaging into a trade, is sort of, is is something that should be done with patience and discipline. And technical analysis, once again, is such a great tool for that. Because the bottom line is these stocks are 10, 20, 30%, some over 100% up since March of 2020. And now they're suddenly becoming affordable once again. But where do you buy them, right? When a stock is coming down 5, 10, 20, 30% in one day, right? You know, you can really get blown up or you can always be chasing a bad entry point. If you don't watch for the pivot points, watch for the technical analysis and be patient to know when the stock is done going down and going to reverse and start going back up. I would rather be buying it on sort of a reversal than trying to catch a falling knife, right? We always talk about that, right? There's blood in the streets when you're catching a falling knife. When you're really being patient and disciplined and waiting for the lines to cross in a way where the probability is that it's, I'd rather buy it on its way back up. So, we, so, so can you give us like, like, like what are some ways that you would know that? Well, but by moving averages, by any technical analysis trade, far from moving average trade, we saw it in Bitcoin yesterday. Bitcoin was at 65,000 a week or two ago. It got down to 33,000 yesterday, 326, mm-hmm. right? But at what point we saw it happen with GameStop also, when GameStop got up to 483, there was actually on its way down, there was no real buy signal until 151 bucks, right? And you know that people who don't have the discipline and the patience to watch that are going to go, well, it was at 480. It's got to be a buy at 380, at 280, at 180. But that's not the fact. The bottom line is that there's a probability if it gets to a pivot point, if it gets to a place where there's enough retracement and strength and a reversal uh, uh, um, signal that it's going to stop going down and go up. There was an incredible reversal trade of about $10,000 in Bitcoin yesterday. So from a trading point of view, I'm always fearful that people are just sort of going, well, it was at, at 65,000. It's got to be a buy down 10 grand. It's got, I mean, you know, these movements that, you know, we've sort of been jaded at the incredible percentage gains and losses that we've seen over the last year, right? Sometimes when these stocks start coming in, they are just getting torn to shreds, right? And there's, if you don't have the discipline, you may buy it, figure it's a sale down 10 or 20% when it's not really... You know, it's a better sale up there and not a purchase down another 10 or 20 percent. So patience, tolerance and technical analysis. And psychotropic uh, psychotropic trader in the chat or thunder in the chat is making a a good point. You know, there's a difference between the stock being cheap compared to its highs and being cheap compared to its fundamentals. And and certainly a lot of a lot of stocks are cheap compared to their highs, but maybe still not cheap compared to their underlying balance sheets and, and the multiples and, and that sort of thing. So you gotta, you gotta factor that in as well. We talk about that all the time. Um, Peter, wh- anything specific on your radar today, as far as uh, individual uh, themes, factors, sectors, industries, any, anything you're watching, we saw uh, 
bit of rotation yesterday. Semis had a great day. Solar had a great day. Uh, what are you watching today as far as themes are concerned? You know what? I'm actually really just watching the S&P 500. I want to see what the market in general does. But what I think is sort of fascinating that we're seeing, which is a new trend, I think it's been going on for a number of months, is that people are sort of like it's ADD. People have ADD, right? You know, in the old days, you know, you wouldn't see such a big sector reselling and repurchasing at the same. It feels like now that when people are busy in crypto space and they're getting torched and they're selling it, that's their focus. And they and other stocks tend to take a powder on that and get hurt. Right. And so they're very single minded in the sector. Look, the, the investment community is 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 finally getting an opportunity to buy things at a reasonable valuation. And I appreciate what that person said. It's, is the stock cheap relative to its highs or is it cheap relative to its its valuation and, and where it's it's coming from? So I'd love to see. Look, we have a lot of numbers on the tape today. There are a lot of moving parts economically. Right. The reopening story is starting to evolve. New York's coming back on online a lot of ways. Where are people going to put their focus today? We hope we have sort of a flattish opening, a slight green in Nasdaq, a slight red in the Dow. How are things going to float out? Yesterday was a fascinating day. What I find really exciting about these days is that the rallies and the sell offs are so fast and furious that they take us to these technical levels where opportunities arise, right? And so this kind of generational moves in volatility are great opportunities. I can't really pinpoint the sector I'm going to watch. I want to see how the NASDAQ versus the Dow uh, uh, versus the S&P play out. It's curious to see if people are going to refocus on the crypto space, right? But the market per se, I think you know, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, my best answer is I don't know. I'm not sure we're done selling. But I think people who are long-term investing should have a shopping list waiting around and see where, where the opportunities lie. Of the major indexes that you just talked about, the, the Dow, the S&P, the, the Qs, uh, I mean, the Russell, they're all kind of up this morning a little bit, um, Qs especially. So, um, And you obviously, you, you watch the relationships there, but is there one that you think sort of, like, I, I guess for right now, is there one that you're watching to, to, to lead the group? You said you're watching the S&Ps, but, but uh, lately, you know, for a while there, it seemed like the, the, the Dow was, was leading the charge, right? As we saw that rotation into value. And last year, obviously, the Qs led the charge. Is there one that you're watching right now as like your indicator for, for, the, other, for, the, for the rest? Absolutely. So look, we've, what we've seen over the last couple of weeks is that weird dislocation when the Dow and the S&P do not follow the same, they are not trading in concert. Obviously, that was a function of NASDAQ and techs getting sort of battered around, which the Dow is not heavy in. So I think I'm going to look at the Dow for right now. It feels like we've got a little bit of a bottom here in the NASDAQ, perhaps. And so I want to look for the industrials, which seem like a good investment at the moment, to sort of lead the charge now. And I think people are going to focus on that. Peter Tuckman is the Einstein of Wall Street. He runs the Wall Street Global Trading Academy. There you can see the floor of the stock exchange behind him. It's starting, it's starting to pick up, guys. Starting to pick up? Are, are, are things, are, is like activity kind of getting back to normal? Well, you know, bit? at the direct listing yesterday, there was a the largest crowd we've had on a new listing. Yeah. While down here on the floor, it's basically... Okay. Everything's been done virtually. Today outside on the new deal that's, I'll, I'll tell you what it, what's the, uh, it's called Procore. We've got a full full roadshow going on outside the exchange. Okay. 
which is what we're really famous for. We have the price discovery process, which you and I talked about in one of our first interviews, where basically this is where the you know where a stock opens and how it opens on the New York Stock Exchange with with, with uh, price discovery and the human entity is so important on how a stock trades going forward. That's starting to come back online, and I'm super excited about it. We are growing our footprint a little bit. Some people are starting to drift back into work. CNBC's back on the floor. Wilfred and 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 a number of the other and Bob Pisani are coming back. So people are drifting in. I'm sure you guys also notice that a lot of people don't feel like going back to work. They're a little bit apprehensive. We're trying to drag people back to work, as are a lot of the corporations that are finding they need to give people raises to get people back to work who have been on unemployment, who have been home in the pandemic. So I'm confident the world's going to reopen really soon here, at least in the States. I'm hoping people start coming back to work. Wall Street and the New York Stock Exchange for sure is opening its doors and we'll, we'll, we'll be back online before you know it. You'll right. be visiting me, Spencer. Yeah, Peter Tuckman, Einstein of Wall Street. Link to the Wall Street Global Trading Academy is in the description of this video, as well as the link to, to Peter's Twitter. Uh, Peter, always a pleasure to talk to you again next week. Yes, sir. Benzinga Nation. Good luck, guys. All right. Good luck to you as well, Peter. All right. Uh, I mentioned this at the top of the show, and I'm, I'm going to mention it again. We are running a contest here, a giveaway, if you will, a promotion. Benzinga on the doorstep of 100,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel. So here's the situation. I just pasted the link. I'll paste it somewhere else. Uh, okay. I'll, I just pasted the link in chat. There it is. It's in both chats right now. I'm going to bring up the contest on my screen. There it is. Here's what you do, right? You click on the link I just pasted in chat. It's also in the description of the video. You click visit Benzinga on YouTube. That brings you to our YouTube page. Now, okay, you hit subscribe. Bada bing, bada boom. You go back to the contest now, right? You enter your name, Spencer Israel. I'll enter... uh, an email that uh, here I'll enter premarket at benzinga.com. I will click save. Boom. I am not a robot. Boom. I just entered. There are more ways to enter as well. You can enter a YouTube code. What's the YouTube code? I'm glad you asked. It's in the description. Also, I'll just tell you it's slime raz S L I M E R A Z slime raz. Bada bing, bada boom continue i just entered again you can share it with your friends you get bonus you get a bonus action or bonus entry for for doing all this stuff so that's how you do it it's very simple it takes two seconds you enter you could win what a free share of tesla when benzinga crosses the 100,000 subscriber threshold also we're doing some bonus stuff if during the duration of this contest the contest is set to run i believe supposed to run a week and a half from yes i think the end of next week if during that span benzinga reaches 105,000 subscribers we're also going to give away a shinola watch facts so that's how you do it the link again in the description it's in the chat subscribe you can win a free share of tesla it really is that simple it says eight day look it says right there eight days left Thank you very much. Whoever pointed that out in chat. Appreciate it. Yeah, Andre, eight days left. There you go. All right. Um, let me see what else. I think that was it. Guys, if you haven't already, drop us a like. We appreciate all the likes we get on YouTube, and it's how we uh, 
It's how we know that we're doing things well, well or not, right? It's how we measure our success. One of the ways we measure our success is via likes. Let's get to 500 likes today. Come on. We had Peter. We had Christian. We had some really great insights. Uh, we had Joel doing Joel things, Dennis doing Dennis things. Just give us a like. Thank you. We're up to 400 now. We appreciate all of those likes. Uh, Pro.Benzinga.com, guys. If you want to access Benzinga's real-time news platform, if you want a free two-week trial, go there. If you want more than that, you can enter the code that's on the bottom of the screen, YouTube20. It will get you a 20% off subscription uh, or any Benzinga Pro subscription, YouTube 20. And by the way, I should mention, uh, we have way more products than just Benzinga Pro. If you go into the description of this video, we've got links to our newsletters, links to our events, links to uh, uh, our other resources, right? Uh, investing courses. Uh, it's all in there in the description. Links to the podcast. It's all in there. Links to our social. It's all in the link. In, it's all in the description of this video. Links galore. Check them out if you can. Uh, all right. It is 920. We've got David Green coming up next. Live trading at the open. And he'll go for about an hour or an hour and a half. Um, kind of whenever he uh, feels traded out for the day, uh, I think. So this stream is going to redirect straight to David Green. You don't have to do anything. Maybe just click the play button. But other than that, we're good to go on that front. Um, any other questions, comments, concerns for me today? I'm going through chat. Uh, who is the interview for tomorrow? Who's the guest for tomorrow? Uh, it's Friday tomorrow. So Marcus will be on the show, as will Jason Rasnick, if, if he can join us, because th th those are our Friday guests. Reminder, uh, I'm out uh, next two days, so you're in good hands with Mitch. Uh, in the producer's chair, and Joel and Dennis will, of course, be here. Uh, so I will see you guys later in the day for our various other shows. Uh, if I don't see you later in the day, then I will catch you on Tuesday. Everyone, have a good, uh, have a good trading day. Good luck at the Open. Good luck after the Open, you know, for the rest of the day. And uh, we got David Green coming up live in five minutes. Smash that like. And I'll see you guys later. I'm going to play some music to play us out here. We've got David Green after that. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.